du klar? Ja. ja. Super. Yeah, we're very happy to uh, have you here, Wilde. Thank you. Are you Glad excited? To yeah. Excited to be here? Definitely. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, perfect. So, for the people who don't know who you are, can you tell a little bit uh, us about yourself? Definitely. Um, born and raised here in Bergen, the rainy town. <laughs> and um, I was always interested in nutritionist things and uh, that sort. And Since early age, early age, so. Yeah, I believe it was um, after I had an accident as a child, because mm-hmm. I was kind of a beast growing up, or had a little too much. Yeah. And um, I believe in seventh grade or so, yeah. um, I had this accident on my back. Mm-hmm. So suddenly I was losing a lot of weight and then I, that started becoming, oh, getting more um, attention and that kind of things and then understanding, oh, what is going on now, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think I also get more focused around foods and those kind of things, right? So you started thinking more about food and nutrition at that time? Yeah, yeah. and also see yourself what it did to my energy levels mm-hmm. and, and my body and so yeah. forth. So seventh grade in Norway. How, how old? How, how old are people then? Are you about? Um, is it twelve? Okay. Thirteen something yeah. around that age, I yeah. believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think so. So was it a serious accident? Or what, what? What happened? Uh, honestly, it was a trampoline accident. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, my back went into the fence, mm-hmm. and I went to the hospital. I was yeah. there for about a week and mm-hmm. had to recover. Yeah. Um, it went well and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I, this was over a summer, yeah. so when I got back, I remember people thought I got uh, eating disorders. You're like, what? Yeah. Well, she was this, and now she's so skinny. What happened to her? Yeah. So it was a l- large, large drop in weight in short time. Large drop in short, yeah. and when you're a child, yeah. maybe seven kilos, that could be a lot of weight, mm. you know. Yeah. So I think a lot of changed that summer for me. Uh, I think it was also the summer where I got my first menstruation. So just everything happened that yeah. summer, yeah. Uh, more becoming a woman or woman. And yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I haven't even thought about it that much mm-hmm. looking back. But um, yeah. So you think this event influenced a little bit in, in the way forward and. and uh... Mm, yeah, I haven't given it much touch to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but looking back now, yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. so a bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So so and then this happened, and and did you did you heal, and did things go well after that? Or? Yeah, I, yeah, it went well, and um, I grew up um, in a place uh, right outside of Bergen that is war. Uh, from the 90s had a really bad reputation yeah. so i remember what, this what what uh, what area is that uh Lodifu. yeah okay yeah. so yeah, i've it... heard i've heard that reputation yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know where it came from but uh, i haven't experienced it but I heard yeah. That. yeah yeah so it's getting better now but it sticks mm-hmm. from the 90s so yeah. the environment around the schooling and all yeah. i think it was uh, not as good to be honest mm-hmm. so actually in 10th grade i changed schools okay just to get uh, away from it, get a fresh start. Yeah. So I think actually a lot of things happened th- during those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I grew up with uh, a very loving family. Yeah. Um, like my father, I think he really taught me to be working hard and mm-hmm. with a mother that taught me the importance of empathy and relationships building and being there for the people around you, yeah. I think. Yeah. So that gave me a lot and to all the brothers. Mm. So I was always the, the younger sister, yeah. I guess. So you have, do you have uh, older brothers then? Yeah, mm-hmm. 10 and 7 years older. Yeah, mm. I see. So, so and then, uh, then after you changed schools and, and uh, did you early on think that you were going to have a company related to uh, health, uh, health, food and nutrition or, or when, when did that journey start to, start to um, yeah. um, grow? Hmm. I think that was when I went to America mm-hmm. uh, to, for high school, yeah. so I was about 16 mm-hmm. and I didn't know I was going to do nutrition at the time or doing entrepreneurship before. It got me into it at the first time. So uh, I came to America, everything was so big, uh, we had so many things that we didn't 
have in Norway or I've seen in Scandinavia before, mm-hmm. right? This was about in, it's 10 years ago, so I think it was a 2011. Okay. So we've come a, f- a far way since then here in Norway mm-hmm. and in Europe and so forth. Uh, but during that time, we didn't have those kind of things. We didn't have a Starbucks or nothing. So I had my first business class during high school. Mm-hmm. And we learned about these business plans. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is exciting and creating stuff, yeah. right? So early on, 16, uh, yeah. learning about business. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And I called one of my best friends that was also in the States at the time in another mm-hmm. state. And I called her, oh, we have to do something. I learned to make a business plan. Uh, What about if we franchise Starbucks to Norway? (laughs) (laughs) And I think I was about 16, right? So, and I, this is a great idea. We're in two years, we can do it. (laughs) Yes, I think that was very naive, of course, but ambitious. And we had the dreams. Um, and did you call the managers in USA? And <laughs> I should have. Yeah. I think I don't think that would take me much seriously. But I, yeah. I literally started making a business plan for yeah. franchising Starbucks in Norway. Wow. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny thinking back. Obviously, when I was eighteen, Human yeah. Group or something has already did it, and yeah. that dream was crushed. Yeah. And so me and her ended up traveling the world instead. Yeah. Uh, okay. Starting kind of, kind of a good compromise. Yeah. <laughs> A good compromise then. But then as we were traveling, we were seeing all these other stuff like, oh my gosh, what about this? Why don't we have this here in Europe? What about these things? And also so many problems that you're seeing people are having. Uh, Should we try to solve this problem? Mm. And also getting back to the eating healthy part, right? So that starts very early then. You're into into nutrition and, and, and... Things which people drink and eat, and that and mm. that continues. That comes uh, early on, yeah. Mm, mm. Mm. And I think it was kind of a struggle because then I was very um, thinking about what I was eating and mm. so forth. Also, as like a young adult, I think you're yeah. even more aware and also of the pressure, yeah. uh, looking a certain way, training a certain amount, and mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. And I think in that age, it's very easy to identify with your looks. Mm-hmm. Um, are you thinking uh, if I look a certain way, I feel a certain way and that depends on your emotions i guess right yeah. so i think you're even more obsessive yeah. during that time yeah. and so, then so did you think about a little bit that that you had to have a certain type of look to gain certain type of status or respect or admin admiration or something like that was that uh, was that uh, taking a lot of your energy at that time uh, to be honest yeah. yes mm. i i actually believe so and it's yeah. kind of sad looking back because yeah. i think um, I don't really know what idols I had at that time, mm-hmm. but it's, I think, what <laughs> it doesn't matter how great you are. I think you always, in a certain age, you would always think, but this should be better, and this should be better. Why don't yeah. I have this? Yeah. Uh, I should work out a little bit more. I should yeah. eat less. Or And it's very unhealthy habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thinking back at those, I'm thinking, oh, that's crazy. Um, I was so tiny at that time. and. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. It does something mm-hmm. with your mind and starting us as kind of a beast. And also, mm-hmm. I think it also messes up your brain a little bit more, Yeah, I suppose. Mm. So I was very aware of that when I was traveling around the world. And um, and also, so it was so difficult eating healthy. Yeah. Why is it such a struggle? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't like eating healthy be easy? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind of gives us the quality of life and how long we're living in certain parts of the world and even here in Norway. It's hard. Mm. <laughs> and also doing sustainably. Yeah. Super tricky. Difficult. So I thought, this is a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know at that time that it was health ease I was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No. That came a little bit later on, I think. Yeah. You were searching. Do you think that uh, you mentioned that you were obese earlier? Did mm. you think that you become a little bit more afraid to put on weight because you had been obese earlier? Do you think that influenced you that you were? worried to be obese again and then uh, mm. and that uh, made an impact yeah um i think if you kind of been like that you will always look yourself in the mirror and see something else that's not really there mm-hmm. uh, to be honest that's where that's get gets better with age yeah. um but yeah i think that was kind of a part of it i remember yeah. 19 20 i i maybe i was weighing myself almost every day oh. and yeah. that's that's not a healthy way of living no. um indeed mm. So it went from the one end to another, right? Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, that was thank, not good. thank you for sharing about that. Uh, I think that's 
very important to talk openly about for people who mm. who, who can. Mm. And and would you then say that you developed a little bit obsessive behavior weighing every day? And did you did you develop um, behavior which was repetitive? Uh, yeah, a bit. I think uh, I remember my my best friend and still is. Uh, we were had this group on Facebook, me and her, yeah. and we would. Uh, <laughs> sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how will I put this? Uh, we would write to each other every day how much we'd eaten that day. Yeah. Uh, like I've had uh, uh, one banana and I had two strawberries and I had one crisp bread. <laughs> it sounds nuts uh. when I think about it. I think I still have that group. I should look it up what we wrote there and it was crazy. Uh. But then I did uh, uh, one hour of run mm-hmm. and then we're kind of keeping tabs on each other. Yeah because um, we were so afraid of like, gaining weight in America. Every yeah. portion size was bigger, everything was bigger. And like the food is tastes much better. It tastes well. better, and they had so much good food, right? So yeah, yeah. it was not good. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of put, put that pressure on each other. I mm-hmm. think that was not, it was very unconsciously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that was good. And yeah. like, oh, good job, you didn't do more. Great, good for you. Well, <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and that was sixteen. That's not a healthy mm. thing to be thinking, right? Yeah. But then, then you had also an interest and in knowledge about what type of food had calories, what <sighs> type of nutrition. You started to at least have a understanding about that. I had so much research and reading um, nutrition. Like, okay, if I eat this, this is this is much nutrition and mm-hmm. so much nutrition. Then I would get this energy, yeah. but then I can reduce that because there's lower amount of calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, now I'm not a chef, of course, but no. I have a lot of knowledge about that yeah. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so you did the world tour, or, or you traveled the world, and then then what did you do after that? Yeah, I always been a fan of people, mm-hmm. so of course I was thinking I'm going to work in health. What yeah. else can I be working in, right? Yeah. And my mom was a nurse growing yeah. up, right? So I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I started to this college here in Bergen, and uh, starting. Um, it's called radiography and region mm-hmm. radiography. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first year. Uh, we have this practice at the um, Children's Hospital mm-hmm. here in Haukeland. Yeah. And uh, I remember just like the first week there, uh, I was like, this is not for me. Because I'm a mm-hmm. very, I'm a, my zodiac sign is cancer. Yeah. So it's like uh, I can sense people's emotions very easily. Mm-hmm. So I remember like coming home from there uh, and seeing all these children struggle. Maybe they got cancer in a very early age. Yeah. They get to have uh, this therapy, but then they would maybe get sick later on, and you knew mm-hmm. that already. Yeah. Oh, and I got home, and my energy was drained. I was like, I can't do this. And mm-hmm. my family, you, you will get used to it. Don't worry, yeah. you'll get used to it. Um, yeah, but it, it killed me. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, <laughs> this is, yeah, I love people. I want to work with people. I want to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the way it go down. But mm-hmm. then again, I'm not a quitter. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. So I finished the semester. Mm-hmm. And next semester I knew, okay, this is for me. What do I do now? Should I say I quit? Uh, am I a quitter now suddenly? Because mm-hmm. usually if I say I'm going to do something, I tend to do it. Yeah. But now I'm suddenly a quitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thinking, I need to do something completely different. Yeah. Um, so then I ended up in economics because <laughs> that's completely different, right? Yeah, going back to a little bit what you were interested in, you were saying business, economics, a little bit on, on that on that spectrum. Mm, yeah. I guess so. I guess mm-hmm. so. So jumping back to to that, and um, I was thinking, okay, this is completely different. Maybe I'll find a way to work with people here. But economics is fun. Understanding how the mar- markets affect each other, mm-hmm. what is controlling them, yeah. and how much politics is involved and and everything so yeah I ended up studying that for about five six years mm-hmm. <laughs> took, took a master's yeah. and I guess in between um, me and my best friend again same uh, girl that was in the states mm-hmm. with me just traveled every summer we did three months and then we did four months yeah. so we try to take advantage and and go travel more and see and, and live a bit right yeah. so I probably yeah. spent all my savings on just traveling yeah. 
So, yeah. so you kept on that lifestyle a little bit, uh, yeah. and with the same with the same friend then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, mm. we must be good friends today. Yeah, we sure yeah. are. <laughs> She's my sister almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So you grew kind of together in, in the traveling and discussing different different type of innovations yes. and, and yeah. Mm. So did that continue to be an interest? Did you go to places and and figure out? <laughs> <laughs> what needed to be done with different type of things and we had so many discussions yeah. oh what about this company though yeah. should we take that because i don't think you have to reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. you can look to other markets and yeah. see okay this is a really good solution to this problem mm -hmm. what if we place this in in a new market and we make it even better yeah. and maybe put it on a nordic twist right yeah. voila you have a business mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what we're, we're talk, thinking about so mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely looked at so many things, uh, but I think the light to it uh, first came when I got to Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. So it was in my last year of my master's when yeah. I was working there for internship for the summer. Yeah. Mm. So that opened your eyes a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more, because I guess that you have a lot of innovation going on in America, but in the heart of Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. I think there is kind of the key. Many people say that, okay, um, the founders of today or entrepreneurs are kind of like the inventors, mm -hmm. kind of like Christopher Columbus was in the 15th century yeah. um, when he discovered America and challenging the status quo, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of like Elon Musk is doing today, with he's going to send people to Mars, like, hello, that's nuts. But if mm -hmm. he can do it, wow, yeah. what can that possibility, can that open and doors, right? Yeah. And many of these individuals are coming from the same exact place like mm -hmm. what is going on in that bubble yeah. what are they seeing and doing that we other worlds can't see right mm -hmm. so i think i was very curious like what is going on there if if that technology uh, and that is what is going on there are shaping our future mm -hmm. then we can either say okay are we gonna sit on the sidelines and just see them making yeah. our future and how we behave just think about how much like Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs earlier like are changing or, or shaping our future or mm -hmm. all in addition how we have our daily lives yeah. what we're doing with our time right so I'm thinking maybe if we're trying to like stick that bubble and mm -hmm. maybe look inside yeah. uh, we can maybe be a part of creating it a bit mm -hmm. or understand what makes it so special and yeah. what they're doing and learn from them mm -hmm. and trying to take it more here to Europe as well right yeah. In creating our own innovation mecca mm. and you think that spirit and culture and mentality helped you did it, did it give you confidence and shape you a little bit when you were there mm. yeah. it's very strange because uh, we worked working in this um, the company i work for it was in you know, this like we work building right mm -hmm. uh, so we had all these different companies some uh, some companies working in crypto uh, other companies were building the new tinder you had a whole range and I was talking all these different people and went to these like Amazon loft events and mm. so many networking events, right? Yeah. And you know, the Americans, they are big talkers. And they were saying like, yeah, it was interesting because all of them had kind of the same mentality and thinking. They were certain, like so certain, they were going to be the next Facebook or Uber, for sure, or the next yeah. unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Not a doubt. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's incredible. Have you done founded some companies before? Yes, I founded four companies. They all failed, but this one, this mm. is it. Mm. And I was kind of amazed. Like, yeah. wow, that's admiring. Yeah. Um, I have to agree with you. Mm. People, we spend time there as well. It's quite a quite an interesting aspect. Yeah. Uh, like how, how the beliefs of people of... of uh, uh, about themselves and the success is higher in that mm -hmm. area. Mm. So it's an interesting. Yeah. And I think maybe if they just they believe it's possible, right? Yeah. So maybe mm. if they're almost half the way, if they just think it's it's possible, and yeah. then they they try, right? Mm. So I think that I was trying to take that mentality with me mm -hmm. when I got home, and also I saw all these sorts of companies that mm -hmm. were doing things in a more efficient way. Yeah. than we do today yeah. in many other countries yeah. also here in norway yeah. for instance um like even like robots were making the coffees for me and it was like okay mm -hmm. and also you have the amazon go mm -hmm. everything was working with sensor and artificial intelligence you don't yeah. you when you went grocery shopping you just went inside there pick everything 
you don't scan nothing mm -hmm. just take it with you and if you put put something back Damn. it would also register there with face recognition mm -hmm. get out they withdraw your card and get received within seconds yeah. i was like okay we've come this far but still many countries are so far behind mm. so how can we use this um and also they had these other companies that were doing other greater things like building communities mm -hmm. and so forth. I was really inspired by this, uh, also a food tech company called Sweet Green. Mm -hmm. uh, they had these great products and this huge community they built. And it was always uh, like, uh, like huge lines around the corners in the financial district in Silicon Valley. I was like, so I never had time to get the lunch, right? Because it was always a line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then again, they yeah. were doing something right there because mm -hmm. it was always a line. And I was like, yeah. They have this such this great product, yeah. uh, but their distribution is not efficient. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, hmm, oh, I wish we had this back home because it may also made it e easier to eat healthy, right? Mm. That was also a struggle in so many other countries, yeah. with few exceptions. And when you were thinking this at that time, were you a little bit set on doing something by yourself or were you in a dilemma whether you should work for a company or, or someone else and then start something by yourself? Or did you know that you wanted to start by yourself at that time? It was a dream, yeah. to be honest, probably from already 16, it was yeah. a dream of mine. Um, and I think I had a goal like before I was 30 or something, mm -hmm. oh, if I'm just gonna start something. And I was exposed also at home to an environment where a lot of people were starting companies. So I was very inspired by them. Mm. Um, and then I was thinking, okay, should I, what can I do? What problem can I solve? So I think, I really wanted to, but at that time, I didn't know I was <laughs> capable of it. It, it mm. sounds strange, but you know, it, I actually just taken the risk and just, okay, now I'm going to do it, right? Yeah. This is a big risk. Mm. And, um, uh, but I think, I, I remember just falling asleep at nights. I was thinking, okay, okay, what problem can I solve? How can I make people's lives easier? How can I make my life easier? Mm -hmm. So I was kind of obsessive. It was seeking ideas and seeking seeking uh, concepts to work on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I didn't know what that was going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking, uh, okay, um, this problem I have, maybe I can solve that. And then that suddenly came, that that mm -hmm. always came, solution came, right? Yeah. And yeah, so I was I was very searching and seeking mm -hmm. um, for sure, yeah. but. Um, but I didn't think it's going to happen that fast. Mm -hmm. So I remember coming back from Silicon Valley, I wanted to stay connected to that bubble because yeah. I felt I was kind of in this inspiring bubble with all these networking events and stuff going on. And um, I remember I went to Vegas for these hack conferences and I was like, oh, I want to stay in this when I get back. Yeah. So I went to this startup school here in, in Bergen. Mm -hmm. I was like, there I can meet like-minded people, right? That want the same thing as me. Mm -hmm just create something and, and solve problems, right? And, and actually that, that is where I ended up meeting my co-founder mm -hmm. uh, and the things started going on. And when you're in a startup school, they give you all these kind of things to do that you find very uncomfortable. Like, okay, today you're gonna go out in the streets, you're gonna interview as many people you can for about three hours and ask them about their frustration in their daily lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Think about it, that's easy to do in America. But in Norway, oh my God, <laughs> we're yeah. very locked, right? Yeah. And if, if, if people approach you, you think they're going to sell you something. Yeah. If you approach people on the street, they go the opposite direction. They go the opposite way, right? <laughs> they think you're a salesman and I'm coming there. Hello, hello. Yeah. So right, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Okay, but I'm very like, um, if I like to finish things, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, again, I'm, I don't really quit stuff. It's okay. If they tell me don't do this, at least I'm going to do it. Okay. So we did. And I was like, what are we going to use this for? This is nonsense, I was thinking, right? So we asked all these people questions, like people and like business professional, grown-up, parents, students, like the whole range. Mm -hmm. Just generally, what are your frustration in your daily lives, right? I was asking, and Alva at the time that later became a co-founder, he was mm -hmm. just noting yeah. all the notes, right? And um, it was really funny afterwards because we were collecting all the notes and like, is there anything familiar about these people? And we didn't ask them anything related to food. Mm -hmm. We just asked them, what are your frustrations in your daily lives? Yeah. Anything. And you know what they all said? Or at least almost, almost that? They said, uh, oh, it's a struggle to eat healthy in a daily life, in a busy life, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's my problem too. <laughs> 
and we all share the same thing. Yeah. Okay, here we have the problem. This is a problem we, we try need to solve because, but then again, is this only for individuals or mm. is this for society? Or is this random that all these individuals mm. said the same thing? Yeah. So we started looking at research and then we found this report. It was kind of new. It was like from autumn 2020. And there we saw it was about 70% uh, of Norwegian adults are obese today and a one-fourth of every children. That's a lot. Mm. And it's no good. It's not good for your physical health. It's not good for your mental health. And in addition, it costs the Norwegian state a lot of money. We use about, I think it's, I saw the numbers, like uh, 68 billion NOC mm. yearly on diseases like diabetes and and it could be avoided, uh, and it says in the report, um, the problem is lack of healthier options available. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I have the problem. The researchers are giving me the solution. Uh, where's the wrapping, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then again, I had no money. I spent all my money on traveling the world. So I was like, okay, what now? What do we do? Uh, we need to test this. Like, as you call it in an entrepreneurial language, like the MVPs or mm. so what. So I think we have like three, four thousand that we got from a startup school. Yeah. So we could do like a super small MVP. Like the dot is, we get some, uh, how many people clicked on this. If we said, oh, healthy meat on a go. Mm -hmm. So we saw, okay, we got a pretty good conversion rate there, about in 30% in a few days. Yeah. So we started applying for uh, innovation and already grants. Mm. I think the first one is about 50 to 100K. Uh, we were lucky, we, we got that. But then again, today, how much can you do for, they give you first 50 and then they give you another 50. Uh, so I have about like, okay, we had about 50,000 to make a company, mm. okay? And you have to make a menu, you have to have a shop, uh, you have to do marketing, you have to have people, uh, branding, everything, right? Okay, where do we start? <laughs> like, you have no clue and you almost have no budget. Uh, so I was thinking, oh, uh, maybe we can use uh, work power of other countries. I heard about these sites like Fiverr and everything they taught us mm -hmm. at the startup school. Yeah. So I contacted this Indian guy. Mm -hmm. So he helped me make a logo and getting the brand up. I think I spent like 500 kroner to make Healthy's logo. Yeah. And that's still there today. Yeah. So it's a, kind of <laughs> a good catch, right? Yeah. Um, and then I, um, we were starting thinking, okay, we need to get the best menu. So I was thinking, oh, I need a world-class chef. Uh, and I want this guy. So I was thinking, okay, he has no idea what we're doing. We're no company yet. But I just, I called him. He didn't reply, obviously. I emailed him, mm -hmm. he still didn't reply. <laughs> and I did that for a while. Uh, but you know, I'm kind of a persistent. I'm like, no, I, I need a work life chef to make this menu. Because if people are gonna change their behaviors, eating healthy, the food needs to tell taste very good, like yeah. delicious. But did you, did, was it, did you guys wonder about uh, that um, people might say that it's a problem to eat healthy, yeah. but actually they don't want to? Like uh, pe people might say it as an excuse to go to McDonald's yes. or something like that. Is that uh, definitely? Was that something a lot of on a lot on your mind? Definitely, yeah. and because we we're easy people, right? Mm. So we actually did a research on that too. We looked at what what are the attributes like that makes people buy certain things, mm. and we it's thought to be it was taste, uh, and it was availability, mm. and it was price. Yeah. So that we knew, okay, if people are going to buy this, it needs to taste really good, because mm. that's what's important to people. It needs to be available, mm. and it needs to be affordable, right? So we knew that right off the bat that that needs to be in place. Uh, so definitely, that, that's an, a really important thing. And understand that healthy doesn't need to, you don't need to lose the delicious part in it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's kind of, a, you, you think that if something's going to taste really good, it's almost always unhealthy, right? Mm. But it doesn't need to be that way. So I think that's kind of a lesson we learned during the way. But I think that's why we need the, the, the world-class chef to sh mm. show, okay, at least he he should be able to make something like that. Um, exactly. It's a, I think it's a good point. I think for many of us, including <laughs> me maybe, it's like if you think of very healthy food, yeah. then often people think, 
it's not as tasty. No. I think it's some some cognitive association which people often have. I it know. doesn't have to be true, but I think mm. many of us like uh, associate that. But yeah, so so you try to solve that, and that's where, where the chef comes into, into yeah. play. Yeah. And mm. after a while, I texted him at last, right? Mm. Okay, I'm gonna. And then he actually replied, "Okay, you can send me an email." Yeah. I did so, and actually, he was convinced. So it ended up, long story short, he made the menu. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Food tasting, great. But then my budget was almost gone because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's expensive, right? But I knew at least we have a great product. Mm-hmm. People would love this if they just try it. But we need money to take out the shop. Mm-hmm. So we had a few thousand left. So I was thinking, okay, I can't afford putting up a shop. But what if we rent a shipping container? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we did. It was a blue shipping container. And we took around all these posters with green, um, with the logo the Indian guy made me. And um, remember, we um, actually, Alva, my co-founder, he was uh, making the bamboo stand. Uh, we got a music uh, mm. speaker from home. I yeah. got some plants at the IKEA and voila, we had a shop. <laughs> and yeah, and we opened and see, is this something people are willing to buy? Mm-hmm. Or is this just a problem people don't? Well, you don't want to get solved, right? Yeah. Or maybe they say they have it, but they're not willing to pay for it, as mm-hmm. you said, right? Yeah. Opened up a shop, didn't have any money for marketing also. I, th- I think I used a few hundred kroner uh, on Facebook. And I was like, is it going to come anybody at all? Uh, and at first, people thought we were a DJ boot. <laughs> so it was like, mm-hmm. no, yeah. we're selling salad bowls. Uh, and yeah, in those 10 days out of that shipping container, I think I sold bowls for about 40,000. And I had like no brand, no nothing. So I was like, okay, this is something people are willing to pay for. Mm. And people are starting to come back. And I asked some of the customers, like, it's so nice of you coming back. Can I please ask you why? Are you eating really healthy on a regular basis? And the person said, "Um, actually, I don't, but this tastes good. uh, Mm. And it makes me feel good. And I'm saving time. So that's why I'm coming back to you. And I was brilliant. <laughs> we got that insight from yeah the customer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is that's the thing, right? Yeah. And then we knew, okay, we we found a problem and we found a solution, and we knew people were willing to pay for it. Okay, now we need to work more on the wrapping because mm-hmm. we can't use shipping containers all over town, right? So, <laughs> and I guess that's where the healthy eat journey started. Mm-hmm. And. Um, me and Alvin started getting more, okay, we need to find more solutions here. Mm. I had some inspiration from Silicon Valley. He'd yeah. been living in France. He was taking stuff from there and putting different things together. And then we ended up with these food walls, right? Because mm. they were um, efficient when it comes to, to placing them. Yeah, going and, back to about the distribution challenge, mm, which, mm. You, which you thought about. Yeah. But, but yeah, great, great, uh, great background story about the company. Mm. And and uh, and being an entrepreneur and a uh, and a CEO, uh, did you did you uh, believe it was going to be so hard, or did you? What were your expectations before you started? Mm, I think I was maybe kind of naive when I started. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, this should be. That was in a place where I started getting more confidence because I was uh, get, making progress. Mm-hmm. So I started getting more and more confidence than I had previously. But I think it's kind of, it was also a good factor being kind of naive because I didn't understand what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. So now maybe that was a good thing, right? Because it's been a lot of challenges and hard things and days when like, what am I doing this? Why am I doing this crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing your friends also like getting done with their master's degrees and getting these great jobs, trainees, jobs, and you're like here with no money. The salad bowl. But the salad bowl from a, starting with the container, right? <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> when people, a person told me like, you know, you're standing in a shipping container, you have a master's degree in economics, what are you doing? And I'm like, you don't see the vision. Huh. We're gonna change something with this. Like we're gonna, we're gonna improve the public health and solve a problem here, right? Huh. So I was trying to like look back and look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And, and knew that we have a lot of problems with our food system today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how stuff was produced and how much meat we're using, right? It really is red meat. 
So I was thinking, oh, we need to change that at the same way and we need to co combine these factors together, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, obviously it was a lot of obstacles being entrepreneur and being head of the company and the vision, how should we spend time efficiently? How should we spend our money? Um, at so, least, well, yeah. So, so a lot, lot of stress uh, as, as probably many founders and mm. people in the, in, in the startup industry, tech industry know, there's a lot of ups and downs and stress. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, can you share some some ups and downs? Mm. Um, like what has been your most challenging moments mm. in, in the journey? Uh, I think a lot of things just stick sticking with it because during the whole road, it's been a lot of like challenges. Like think are not obviously when you think everything is going to go after your plan, right? In most cases, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It go, doesn't go according to plan. I remember like um, the day before we're opening our, uh, our first food wall in Norway, uh, our payment solution um, was gone. Like they, the tracking system was gone. We called UPS. Where is it? We don't know. <laughs> and I remember the press was coming and it was, this was the day before. And I like, I just had to uh, show, like take it, um, construct that it opened up. So they mm -hmm. would think everything was working, but it was not. Yeah. Um, and that was rough, right? Because you were thinking, oh, now we're going to open this and, and now everybody's going to think it's a failure, right? Mm -hmm. um, luckily, actually, um, half an hour after launch, we, we checked the payment system down and got it up and running and it went quickly. But stuff like that, or mm -hmm. before we got the, the million grants from the Norwegian Research Council, um, it's kind of tough like going around like, yeah, I'm doing this. I think the Norwegian mentality is, it's, it's, how can you put this? Um, maybe some people think it's not as cool to to be in the in the beginning of your career, like being a rapper and all, only have two fans sharing at you. But it's very cool to be Beyonce, right? Mm. So it's it's like, but Beyonce didn't start at the top; she worked her way up. But in the you need to start somewhere, and mm. I think we we forget that people when you're starting here, it's it's kind of like you're getting more shy and yeah, I have this small thing going on on the side and. Well, can you live with that? Hopefully I can in a while. And it's, you're trying to put it aside, right? Mm. So I think uh, before you get recognition from the media and the market, mm. um, people think like, I... Did, did you feel before you got the recognition that people spoke with you with a sympathetic voice? How is it going? And a bit like that, uh, that uh, you, had, you had a problem. <laughs> maybe a bit maybe yeah. that's a little crazy of course i haven't had a i have to say a really supporting family but yes yeah. i think maybe it was a little bit skepticism mm -hmm. uh, maybe oh are you sure you want to do this so, but good for you right so <laughs> that you're doing this yeah. and na 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 right and then yeah. suddenly when you get recognition from the market and the media everybody's oh yeah this is a great idea yeah. afterwards yeah, yeah mm -hmm. this is this is really good right yeah. this is definitely something you should be doing yeah. And like, yeah, and it's always been that way, right? So yeah. it's strange. And and I wouldn't be surprised if many people are feeling it that way. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, maybe some some downturns when people like in the beginning before we had the first launch and we were in between the container and the food wall. Um, and I was kind of doing a part-time job on the side. And I'm thinking like, are this, is this going to work? Then I remember I had a little bit of breakdown and I was kind of devastated, like, oh, uh, I'm over my head, this is too much, I'm never going to be able to do this. And when you first go down that spiral, you just go down the hole, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you're thinking, questioning everything you're doing, but, oh, no, this is also bad and maybe I'm not good at communicating, I can't be able to sell this company, and nothing's going to work, right? And then you just go down the hole and then mm -hmm. you stay there for a little while, right, a few days. and. You have to pick yourself together and um how did you do that what, what do you think is your is your key to picking yourself up or, mm. or when there are challenges mm, i think it's um a combination of things i think of course healthy food yeah <laughs> healthy food but it does a lot to your, your mood yeah. that that's actually uh, really really important and i think i have the i call these the, the uh, easy buttons and the mm -hmm. reset buttons yeah. So an easy button could do something when I'm going uh, digger down the hole. That it could be like uh, eating more unhealthy foods, watching TV, uh, negative self-talk, 
locking myself in. That could mm -hmm. be like an easy button. This yeah. is easy, just go digging deep. But then I have kind of my reset buttons. That could be like taking a really cold shower or doing my mor morning routine with the meditation, a good cup of tea, right? Or just going to the forest and walking my dog. Yeah. Uh, those kind of things. Or just going for a run with really high music on and just trying and getting things in perspective. Because mm -hmm. I think while we're trying to look at the thing uh, outside of it, thinking, okay, um, what are we actually trying to do here? Why am I am I doing this? Uh, and I was thinking, okay, if this doesn't work, you can always pivot, right? Mm -hmm. Then we can change up the solution a bit and do this instead. So I think gaining gaining perspective and maybe uh, you have to disconnect to connect. So um, I think that's important. And I even did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I felt a little bit like uh, rocky maybe because I was going to do this and I was a little bit okay and I'm a little bit out of it. It's been a summer. And so I went up to hike Ulriken in the pouring rain. No music, no phones, no nothing. Just to disconnect. Mm -hmm. And then it makes you maybe take your shoulders down and okay, getting you a little bit back to nature, right? So small stuff like that, it doesn't need to be the big things. It sounds like a very well thought of strategy. Did you did you uh, get any help with forming that strategy, or has it been evolving over some time? Or okay, I read a lot of books mm -hmm. <laughs> at least the last two yeah. years, and probably about like 50, 60 percent of those books is self help books. Mm. <laughs> so that's no. Uh, so probably I hope written by many psychologists. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. right. Everything yeah. really from Napoleon yeah. Hill to yeah. like yeah. you have the whole range, right? Mm. So I think a lot of inspiration from there. And yeah. I've been writing a diary for since I was in the States. Yeah. Um, I actually write diary every morning and every evening. It's a great exercise. Where are the thoughts, emotions, what's mm. going on? Yeah. It's not much I write. Yeah. I write like. Uh, three things I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. It could be, oh, I'm so grateful uh, I had this great coffee in the sun this morning. It could be mm -hmm. as easy as that. Yeah. And then I maybe write three things that will make today good and, and kind of like one affirmation. Mm -hmm. I wrote in self-help books that could be good and it works for me. It could be like, oh, um, I'm a natural communicator or I'm, I'm good with people, anything. Um, and then in the evening, you kind of write three things, good things that happened today. Mm -hmm. um, it could be, oh, I made somebody smile at the bus today. Or I made this great meal and everybody loved it. Yeah. Uh, and then one thing that could have been better today. Mm -hmm. And if I see maybe three, four, five days in a row, okay, that thing can improve. I know, okay, I need to work with this. Yeah. So, sounds very interesting. So yeah, so your strategy is both a little bit related to different activities, mm. nature, spending time with people, mm. uh, disconnecting, doing things a little bit differently than mm. you've done before. Mm. Uh, and then also like reframing or seeking different type of thoughts around perspective, mm. for example. And are, are there any special thoughts which have helped you, helped you most? Like when it comes to perspective, do you go back to like, thinking, okay, uh, I have a healthy body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, mm. or how, what are the thoughts which help you the most when you think about perspective? Mm. Um, I try to think about all the things I've seen when I've traveled. Mm -hmm. um, Something you experienced before. Yeah, it's easier yeah. if you could connect because that gave me emotions. Yeah. So it's easier for me to connect to emotions yeah. uh, and see... But then again, everything is relative. So you have to compare it to your things again. Mm. Of course, I understand that, but that yeah. it makes it easier and looks from the outside. Okay, how? what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm -hmm. uh, what if I fail this company? What is the worst thing? Like the, <laughs> the Norwegian society, we have, we're really lucky and fortunate. All these systems we have mm. when it comes to, to health systems and, and everything. So I was like, yeah, they're there to catch you if something happens, right? And so mm. I was thinking, okay, it can't be that bad. If I fail anything, I can always pivot. So I would try to look at perspective that way. Yeah. And I also tried to think it always... Because um, I think growing up, I always thought, I'm not. this is not good enough. It's never good enough. I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I remember people asked me, uh, oh, can't you be the leader of this thing? 
And I, I was thinking, why in the heck are they asking me for that? Me? You know? And it's it's strange because um, I think people saw my, um, if you can call it, t- talent or um, values before I saw them myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't understand why they chose me for the, and or if we have group things, they looked, okay, what should we do now? Don't look at me, right? And, and it's funny. It, but yeah, maybe some other people saw qualities that I didn't see for myself. Mm. I maybe um, found them later on. Yeah. So I had um, some natural abilities to maybe take care of the people's surroundings and make them try to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm, so, so I think I, in perspective, I try to say, you're good enough yeah. and this is good enough. And I try to also disconnect that I'm not the company. Mm. This is two different things. Yeah. Because um, starting a company, everything goes ups and downs. And if, if I'm going to follow the company during those ups and downs with my mental and physical health, um, I think that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good thought. Good thought. Interesting to hear, uh, to hear your strategy and, and how, how the journey has been for you with that. Mm. And, and this self-doubt, which you talked about sometimes doubting, mm. uh, which is normal. For, for most people, mm. but but do you think your self-doubt is strong since you talked about it being there for a long time that sometimes people thought that sometimes you doubted that you had the abilities which other people thought you did have? Mm. Mm. Do, do, you, do you think that's a, that's a, a large Achilles heel for you? Mm, yeah, but I think <clears throat> you if you have... Um, a lot of progress in a short amount of time it's kind of it builds you as a person and also all the thing i've done that's been really uncomfortable mm. uh, has given me very valuable lessons yeah. in forms of human capital right but yeah it's i think i still have to tell myself every day um um yeah you this is good enough this is mm. great because you want perfection right everything you analyze okay this could this should have been better this was only 90 percent and then if you start to get an image that you're a good presenter, you feel uh, more more um, anxiety because then you feel you have to present at a certain level because mm-hmm. not, uh, if not, they're going to think you have a setback, right? And that's the strangest thing too, right? Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, this was so good. But then you're again, you're so nervous. You can't eat, right? I can even eat, almost eat this morning because I'm well, stressed, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, I still yeah. struggle with a bit, but it's you're getting handled... Um, Putting yourself in those situations more and more mm. and more yeah. makes it less and less and less scary. Mm. Um, yeah, and you're trying to get your habits, okay? I know I need to do this and this in forehand, and then it's going to work well. Yeah. So I get stressed, but I try to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, happy I did that, right? Yeah. It's funny how we humans mm. work when we... Yeah. We never learn about it, right? Because we forget the next time. Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. it's funny that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so do so you think that resiliency, that, that even though you have the self-doubt, that you sometimes get stressful, mm. do you think that resiliency is helping you, that you end up doing things which you a little bit dread and, and then you keep moving the ball forward? Do you think that's a key factor for you? Mm. Yeah, I, you get more and more used to living, uh, having it uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. So I think every week I do something that I find really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, I have a little bit of anxiety, maybe weekly, like, okay, this week, shit, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Why the heck did I sign up for this? <laughs> a little bit, but then you do it more and more. And But then again, entrepreneurship, it's, it's so much more than like starting a business. Mm-hmm. I think it's about passion, yeah. it's drive is self-discipline, is uh, creative thinking, mm-hmm. is grit, endurance, persistency, yeah. is, is about like solving problems, making a difference. It's, it's all those things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's some of the reasons that I, you wake up in the morning and like, okay, I'm ready for a new day. Because mm-hmm. um, before I was always searching, oh, what is the meaning with this, this, but, but now I, I'm happy waking up in the morning. It wasn't always like that. No. Because it was more, oh, waking up stress, and the first thing you look at your phone, and I stopped doing that now because it, it doesn't work for me, mm. right? Yeah. So you managed to find uh, 
good balance and good strategy, even though things are discomfortable. Mm. 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 Yeah, but that's often often what pe- people I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Is like founding, starting a company, being in those ups and downs. Mm. Of course, there's going to be a lot of discomfortable things. Mm. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I think that uh, were good words from you. Mm. So, and in regards to social resources, do you, uh, or people, as we might call them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that an uh, important, important part of, uh, of um, your life quality and handling stress and challenges? We talked about your friend, mm. your best friend. Does mm. he play a lot of role in it? And you have a boyfriend. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah. I think mm. uh, the people um, that are around you. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, everything we, we see, see, hear, uh, read, uh, people surround ourselves with or environment, mm-hmm. that shapes me and my vision yeah. and what I think is possible. Mm-hmm. I think I read one of these, of course, the self-help book again. Uh, that you become uh, the person or like the average of the five people closest to you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how we become. So I think I've been always been aware of that and having friends like my best friend, really supportive and boyfriend, of course, that that believe in you. Uh, even the times when you think I can't do this. Of course you can. Mm-hmm. You're so good at this. Come yeah. on. They're pushing you. Pushing me. Yeah. Uh, pushing me. Uh, I even remember um, coming home during when I had my master's and I'm coming home uh, from like being in the reading hall, right? And before I went, I, before eight hours was gone, and boyfriend said, why are, you, why are you coming home so early? You need to read, right? It's tough love, right? But he just wanted me to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with friends. So we try to build each other up uh, and try to push each other out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a lot of healthy friendships and relationships, mm-hmm. and I think that gives me a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Being around, surrounding with people, uh, it's a lot of things that gives me energy. I guess, yeah, I like to um, um, capture things and uh, what gives me energy, I call the four P's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so P for people, yeah. being around people makes the energy, having fun with them, friends and family, and also purpose, having a greater purpose with what I'm doing. For me and for health aids, it's the public health mm-hmm. and of course reducing carbon emissions within the food industry, right? Yeah. And also have the passion, like, I love creating in all these uh, kind of things and also have progress. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, um, that I know those things gives me energy. And if I don't do those things, I'm like, oh, it's light up. Okay, now I need to surround myself with people. I need more progress. I need more purpose. I need, right? So I try to think that way. And um, I think that awareness has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think for people to just sit down and Give the give it some thought and think about what gives me energy mm-hmm. and what drains it, yeah. and be more aware of that and put you those concerns. And same with people, mm-hmm. what people gives me energy and whether people takes it out of me, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, because. Do you have any bad habits like uh, people who've gone through stress ups and downs? They know mm-hmm. like you might seek into things which <laughs> is mm-hmm. helping at that moment, but mm-hmm. not in the long run. Yeah. can be alcohol, can be nicotine, mm. can be unhealthy food, uh, yeah. or gambling, or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. or, or, or too mm. much too much serious watching. Or do yeah. you have any do you have any tendencies to to uh, seek into also bad habits? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm in a negative thought spiral and yeah. things aren't going as bad, <laughs> as good as I would like it to. Um, I'm going back to my easy buttons, right? Mm-hmm. I could maybe I can binge a series in one day, and not doing anything I should have been doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or eating stuff I shouldn't be eating, yeah. and just stop working out, and just yeah, stuff I shouldn't be doing, yeah. right? Like you miss the routine, and then a little bit on, on, on eating unhealthy. And, yeah, and yeah. everything just out of bounds, mm-hmm. um, and then you just feel more more bad after that, right? Yeah. So it's just like. Ah, oh, <laughs> you can't win. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's often hard with that chips, chips, uh, bag of chips. You know, after that finish. Mm. That's the, For me, it's the Ben and Jerry's though. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not good. And then you know so well, it's it's mm. not good for you. And yeah, but I have those days. Yeah. Mm. But you managed to pick yourself up quickly. And... 
Yeah. And then I'm going to go back to my four Ps, like what mm. gives me energy yeah. um, and try to perspective again, right? And remember, don't identify yourself with the company. You are not the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in today's society, uh, we're kind of thinking like, okay, if I present this and this, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Or if I can do this, I'm good. Uh, but if you put all those things away, um, and just are you, you have to be good in yourself, right? In your mm-hmm. own mind and thoughts and uh, no matter how you looked that certain day or, um, and that takes time, right? So I think it's getting better as we age. Yeah. And for me, at least it has. And I think that's, uh, it's for many. Mm. Yeah, but it's something to think. Mm. Yeah. And looking ahead, what do you, what do you think for you? Uh, are going to be the most challenges ahead the next years if you think both about the company and and you as a as a, as a person. Mm. Uh, I think uh, handling expectations is one thing. Um, if it's expected you're going to come this far in a certain day, uh, maybe we we can be far ahead from that. Maybe we we have a back set that we need to uh, re-navigate a bit, right? Yeah. So. I is it letting people down or is it letting more yourself down, which is the hardest? Or mm, maybe others, but also myself. So yeah. I think handling the pressure of um, making the goals we've set ourselves, both mm-hmm. for self and, and health leads as a company, yeah. and that we actually can contribute to changing the public health or at least raise awareness. Mm-hmm. So we the, all the companies are making more of those kind of foods, right? Yeah. And also in a more sustainable manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if just that is a start, we've done something, right? Mm. Uh, so I think that will be um, important. And also get the people around me to to blossom during the way and because um, <clears throat> like building cultures in companies right nowadays I think uh, like micromanaging is dying um, and people the Millennials want to work with something that gives them purpose mm-hmm. it's not just a paycheck anymore it's it's so much more than that it's like you want something uh, that is bigger than yourself and more and more people want to make a difference because I have friends that are getting big salaries and big companies and and so forth and they're doing it well right but they're actually they're open to go down salary to do something that makes them like feel that they're contributing to something bigger than themselves Mm. and I think there's a shift there coming and it's for the good good parts yeah Yeah. and and do you do you think that's going to be a challenge since you mentioned that like building that culture and then growing the team mm. is that uh, is that something which you think a lot about? Mm. Uh, of course, I I do. I try to base um, actually a lot of the values for the company or yeah. the culture we try to set in is a lot of the same as I have for my personal values uh, in terms of uh, progress, mm-hmm. uh, relationships. I think it's very important to have relationships for at the bottom and trust and equal trust, and then you can talk business. Yeah. Because if not, you can lose a lot of cre- uh, creativity and thinking. And and then it comes to the freedom part. Mm-hmm. People need to have freedom. It's, it's kind of like if you lock a bird in a cage, mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't fly, right? So I always tell like people on the team, if you work better there or, or in, the, in that times of the day, totally fine. As long as it gets done, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that. And also trust. Uh, okay, I did this many hours in this. Totally fine. I trust you. I think that's really, really important mm. uh, and it's something and also giving them challenges they can progress in mm-hmm. so you can see people blossom and gain confidence from that. I think then you feel more ownership as well because yeah. uh, if you're not growing where you are, you're just going to look for, okay, where am I going now? I need to go somewhere else, mm. right? I see. Mm. Okay, uh, and uh, and uh, for you yourself, uh, do you think it's going to be difficult to combine private life and and uh, keeping the uh, company growing? Many many founders often mention that as a mm. as a as, as a one problem. Yeah, it definitely uh, it's tricky. Yeah. 
um, the benefit there is um, that my boyfriend is also entrepreneur, mm-hmm. so he, we're kind of in the same place. So it's yeah. easier to understand, to understand each the other mechanisms. And, yeah. yeah, and I've been with him since he started his his company, and um, now is all over the Nordics with his hairdressing chain and so forth. And I'm seeing what he's been through, mm-hmm. and now maybe he's seeing me going through some of the same steps, and he he understands. Yeah. So I think that's um, that makes it. Better. Better. But then again, um, at some point you want to raise a family. Okay, can you combine that mm. with uh, starting a company? And I think it's possible. Yeah. You just have to uh, adapt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's going to be hard, mm. of course. But I think you'd be more efficient with uh, your time. I remember one of the uh, girls I was studying with, she had uh, two kids on the side. She was one of the best students in the class because yeah. she knew when she had to study, she did not procrastinate. She was mm-hmm. just so focused and yeah. bop, bop, no bop, mobile bop. and no nothing. No, no nothing. Mm-hmm. She was really focused and she got the job done. Great grades. And I was like so inspired by that. She mm-hmm. could juggle the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I think it should be possible. But yeah, yeah it's going to be hard. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you, Vilde. Uh, thank you very much for sharing your story and, and reflections with us today. Uh, one last question. Mm. Um, well, if you could give yourself advice mm. when you were starting out, mm. the things you know now, mm. looking if you look if you look back, mm. what kind of advice would you give yourself? Um, I would say to myself that uh, you matter and yeah. you're good enough. Because mm. that was always struggles to is this good enough? Yes, yeah. you are good enough. Yeah. Um, I think I would. Um, that should be on billboards in uh, everywhere. <laughs> you are good enough <laughs> good for everyone. Enough. Yeah. Uh, so they should know that. Perfect. Mm. Thank you very much, Vilde. It's been great having you today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye-bye. I don't know why I said bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>